Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 18 today. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it as the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended, and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. As we look at these verses, I'd encourage us to, again, remember that as we study the Bible, it's important for us to view the passage of Scripture we're looking at within the greater context of what's being said. By itself, verses 18 to 25 make a profound statement from Paul as he talks about just the general sense of what's happening with the gospel, with the message of God, how God acts within humanity. And we see the resistance and the reluctance of people to acknowledge how God acts. On their, on its own, you can meditate on this message that he's getting at pretty well. But in the greater sense of what he's saying here, Paul is still addressing the divisions over leadership. God's way is different and far greater than how mankind lives and operates. And it's a reminder for us here that the power of the cross that he mentioned in verse 17 isn't based on which person you follow. God's kingdom isn't about power or prominence or position. It's all about humility and self-denial and sacrifice. It's about following Jesus, not anyone else, and not finding your identity in who it is that you follow so as to set yourself up as the better Christian. It's not about thinking about more highly of yourself than you should. And you'll recall that, if that sounds familiar, that's from Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Follow Jesus, yes, but not at the point of saying, well, I follow Jesus. I'm better than you guys. The idea here is, again, humility and self-denial and sacrifice as we follow Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God's path to salvation is different than anything anyone would expect. And it brings up the question, right? How would God save the world? There's all sorts of different opinions out there depending on who you ask. And Paul looks at this and even addresses this kind of in almost a mocking way where he says, who, where are the philosophers? Where's the scholars? Where's the world's smartest people? See if they can come up with a good plan as God had. Because God saw that there was nothing in human wisdom that would ever lead us to salvation. God had to do it himself. The Jews are waiting for a military leader to overthrow their enemies. It helps explain why they demand signs and miracles, like we saw when we went through the Gospels. The Gospel is a stumbling block to them because they missed the Messiah as he lived in their midst, as they missed the message that he was preaching and proclaiming all throughout their country. The Gentiles 
are looking for further enlightenment. And we saw that throughout the book of Acts, especially in Acts chapter 17, as Paul preaches to the philosophers in the city of Athens. One of the responses that he gets back in the midst of some people believing, some people denying him outright, most of the people who hear him there invite him to come back and provide more insight and give us some more wisdom to see, seek further enlightenment. The gospel is foolishness to them because God wouldn't subject himself to death on the cross. As they look and say, that plan doesn't make sense at all because for them, somebody being crucified, that person is a criminal, not the God of all creation. Only the worst of the worst are crucified on a cross. So the fact that God dies that way shows, again, just the, the Gentiles viewing the gospel message as foolishness. But to those who are spiritually broken and humble in heart, Paul points out that the gospel is a life-giving message. And he ends the, the text we're looking at today, specifically verse 25, showing us here that if God was foolish, it would still be wiser than what man had to offer. And if he were weak, if there was any weakness in God at all, it would still be stronger than the strongest thing that mankind could put forward. And so the reminder here for us is to remain more dependent on the gospel. That leads us to the takeaway question today. Why would God make the gospel this different from what people are expecting? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistol. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.